and shine bitches welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang welcome back to another friday episode of chief complaints answering your chief complaints and questions and things that you guys need advice for also i hope that you guys enjoyed the new format of the episode this past week with rudy where we go over the three articles of the week it's been a lot of fun doing those with guests and stuff like that and get excited because there's a lot of fun interviews coming so i decided for chief complaints i'm gonna stick to doing one chief complaint per episode that way I can get really deep and focused on the topic and I can really like build a theme around this and that way I feel like you guys are walking away resonating with something a little bit more so today's chief complaint actually oh my gosh how could I glance over this uh first things first before we get started my chief complaint of the week is do you guys ever feel like you are just like so dysregulated and it's kind of like unsettling because uh, I've just been having a hard time recently. It's really strange because I thought that when I was on summer vacation that I would have so much time to like have so much fun and it would be like great and all. And it is really great. But the lack of structure is just very foreign to me. Uh, and it's, it's kind of hard. I'm not someone that's A, used to the lack of structure, but also B, I'm not good about giving myself that structure. So I'm trying to be a little bit better about that. Um, and just like be more accountable because I just feel like the day passes by so fast before I even know it and like I said I've just been so dysregulated we've had a lot of guests visiting recently and staying in our guest bedroom so that's just been kind of like different like when you have guests so finally we're in our kind of like stretch of no more guests and now I can really settle in and unpack the new apartment kind of get in a good content creating like schedule for you guys so i'm hoping to get more regulation also again recently i've been loving pilates so that's kind of been like my foray into getting back into my fitness grind and stuff like that um but yeah anyways if you guys are out there feeling dysregulated maybe you guys are on summer vacation too don't worry that's normal because i am super dysregulated i don't know like it's really hard for me with the holidays too like fourth of july and stuff i'm like what day of the week is it even like what time is it it's just it's crazy so i'm hoping that i can find more structure um, this coming week. But anyway, so your chief complaint of the week is, and I thought this was an excellent one, was I need help with feeling competition between dental students with grades and projects, checkoffs, and um, versus help and support and unity. So this person is struggling with comparing themselves and that kind of bubble. And I so know what you mean. That's the probably the number one reason I am so happy to be out of school is because I know what you feel. I know what you're feeling right now. I hate it when it feels like you're stuck in that bubble of comparison and like, oh my God, what am I going to get? Did you hear what this person got? What about that person? A lot of it comes down to the fact that in school, there's it just breeds insecurity because the school environment has to, to a certain extent, because like we need to be measured and evaluated in certain ways. And I think also like on a personal level, we need to develop that like grit and thick skin to be like evaluated in that sense. But you know, the school takes it to a whole different level. The insecurity honestly also makes sense if you think about it in this way. This kind of has to do with the concept of luck versus ability, okay? And how this all ties into imposter syndrome. So what I think is we all work so hard to get into these programs that are so competitive. A lot of the times when you get that acceptance letter, it feels like a dream come true, right? Like a pinch me moment. You worked so hard for so long and you weren't always sure that you could make it. And so when you do get that letter, you feel so lucky, right? I feel lucky. I was chosen. I feel blessed. When really, no, like you worked hard for it. You earned it and you deserve to be there. Maybe in the beginning, we kind of remember how hard we worked. But once you start school, it's really easy to forget how hard you worked and just how much you deserve to be there. Instead, you just feel lucky to be there. 
And as much as I love lucky girl syndrome, I'm here for the manifestation, for the believing in good things happening. In fact, we actually all are here because of the many little lucky moments in our lives, little or big. And I'm so thankful for the luck that came before and I'm looking forward to the luck that is to come. But the thing is, you guys, you can't give luck all the credit. What I mean by that is for some reason, it's easier to say, oh, I'm lucky than it is to acknowledge all that you do because hot take, I don't know how accurate this is. This is just my thought on this, but maybe we don't want the pressure of being great sometimes. So we choose the more convenient narrative that we are lucky. Oh, it's, it's not my doing. Something else decided I was going to be lucky and have that. You see what I mean where it's almost less pressure? Because to acknowledge that you're great would mean that you constantly have to live up to being great. I know like you don't actually, but that is, that's at least how it feels. Once you're great, it's like, oh shoot, now I got to keep this up, right? And there's some days where you're not going to feel great or worthy. But ultimately, that's an unsettling feeling to think that your accomplishments are because of luck. And that's actually one of the main components of imposter syndrome is thinking that your achievements are all because of luck and that the world actually doesn't know your flaws. So what happens in school is that you have this great opportunity, you're excited, but then that need to compare comes from that feeling of survival or fight or flight. When we start to like not feel so safe in school anymore, and we start to question like, oh, was it just luck that got me here? Do I really deserve to be here? Can I really make it here? Like maybe a bad grade shakes you or a person says how easy something is when you thought it was actually kind of hard. And then all of a sudden that seed of self-doubt is planted. And I think something that's important to remember here is it's not like success is limited, right? There's no finite amount of success to go around where if one person gets it, that means that you get less. Otherwise, humanity would have been over like long ago if success was only limited to a small few. And so the biggest message I think of when I think about comparison is the quote, Think you will be harmed and you will. Think you cannot be harmed and you will not be harmed. So what I mean by this is it's easy to think that in school that other people's success lowers or harms your own chances because like I said, it feels like, you know, success is limited, but truly it isn't. And amazing things start happening when you start to see people succeeding as proof that it's possible instead of a sign that you're less than. Whether or not you perceive other people as a threat is up to you. And I know you may be thinking like, I feel like I'm stuck in this bubble where everyone is looking and everyone is judging everyone. There's a way to remove yourself from that bubble. And it's simply to mentally not let yourself be part of that game. So let me say that one more time. Think you will be harmed and you will. Think you cannot be harmed and you will not be harmed. So it's kind of I'm just saying like if you think that other people's success affects how much you can succeed then you're right it will affect how much you can succeed because then you'll start acting accordingly and then it'll really hold you back but if you think you cannot be harmed by other people's success then you will not be harmed and you'll be able to achieve everything that you're meant to achieve so remember how earlier I said it's almost harder to admit that you're great than it is to chalk it up to luck here's another thing it's easier to look around at other people and compare yourself than it is to do the real work, which is to acknowledge where you fall short and give a good hard look at what you're doing wrong and course correct to you know what's right. That stuff tends to take a lot of hard work and a lot of revision because if it didn't, we would already be doing it, right? Sometimes I notice what we do is we put roadblocks in front of us because we don't wanna know what happens if we succeed. That's kind of scary, right? It's kind of weird and counterintuitive. No one taught us that when we were young, but let me repeat that. Sometimes we don't want to know what happens if we succeed. Maybe it scares us or it feels so foreign because we're not used to that level of succeeding. Maybe we have some subconscious beliefs about what success will bring us, what money and what positions of power and things will bring us. Maybe that's programmed in our head too. 
That's another thing that we have to face. But basically, what happens is even though we're more like A plus B equals C people in science, the science of success is much more complicated. It's not just A plus B equals C anymore. So what I'm saying by that is maybe it's not as simple as like you you did something and you failed at it compared to other people and you think, man, I'm not as good as them. I'm not meant for this. That's A plus B equals C thinking. That's not it. In actuality, it's a lot more complicated. Maybe it's your self-limiting beliefs are holding you back, and that's why you haven't achieved what you wanted yet. Maybe you truly are capable of achieving what you want, but like I said, you're making it harder for yourself by things like comparing yourself, getting down on yourself, because that keeps you small, and keeping you small is comfortable because that's what you're used to being. So maybe it's time to then change that comfort zone, expand your boundaries, and just own that greatness that you have inside of you. It's not about the luck anymore. You're owning that you're great. And you know what? Yes, you can live up to that expectation. You can perform time and time again and be great. Don't be afraid of you not being able to deliver every time because you can. Now, so I really struggled with all of this in school. I constantly compared myself to other people and I looked at the unbothered people with so much envy. It's funny. I was like comparing myself to how other people don't compare themselves, right? Like that's so twisted. I, I compared myself in every way possible, but I was jealous. I was jealous of the of the unbothered people. It didn't matter if they were doing poorly in this while everybody was doing better. They didn't care. And what I noticed was I started to do much better in school when I realized it's a choice to be unbothered. There's this misconception that being unbothered is supposed to be easy, breezy, beautiful, effortless. She's born with it, right? The thing is, on the outside, that's how it looks, but on the inside, that's not how it was for me, okay? I had to choose to ignore my impulses to look at others because eventually I realized that doing that was just harming me more than doing good, and I got to a point where I simply just had to do what was best for me and be on my own team and ask myself, what do I need to do to help me succeed right now? And that was putting on my blinders, not looking or hearing or seeking out what everybody else was doing and making the choice to be unbothered. It was hard, it was definitely not easy, but you can choose that choice to be unbothered. This brings up a topic that I recently learned in my nervous system course with Masha where it's called befriending your triggers. So our uncomfortable triggers, the things during our day that make us feel uncomfortable, feel like, oh, like I don't wanna feel like this. I, I don't even wanna acknowledge that I feel like this. These are things that really rub against us and we're like, why did I react? that way like you, you look back on it and you're like what happened that is a trigger and these are actually so helpful and valuable to work through and these are like the ugly things that we see in ourselves and they're actually what's called protector parts because evolutionary wise we have parts of ourselves truly trying to protect ourselves from this pain and suffering so when you feel triggered by something else happening someone else comparing themselves to you or vice versa take a second to what's called get curious with that and befriend it so start asking questions like, why do I feel this way? Why am I so afraid of this one specific outcome? And really think about what it would mean if this outcome was true, that maybe you're doing worse than other people or whatever. What, what is the harm in that? Usually the outcome that you're afraid of is not actually what you're afraid of. It's really about the what would it mean if this was true. So usually it's involving something much deeper, involving like maybe feelings of safety and security and childhood experiences and beliefs. And so why this work is so important and why it's so helpful to, you know, really think about your triggers and befriending them is it's up to you not to rewrite history. You can't go back and change those childhood experiences and beliefs. But it's about instead being there for your childhood self and being that support that you needed back then, but now in current day when you're faced with these triggers. Because triggers are really just like familiar experiences from our childhood, just popping up in new different forms. But it's the same old, scary, ugly monster underneath. 
And so when you really peel back that and see what you're working with, it's a lot easier to work past these things and be that person that you needed. So bottom line is they accepted you into dental school or pharmacy school or whatever school you're in right now, right? You are safe. You are good. There's no need to fight for your place there. You're allowed to take up as much space as you want because they chose you to be there and to do so. So remind yourself that every day you're safe. You don't have to look up and see how other people are doing and comparing. That's not part of your job. Your job is to be there to learn and to grow, especially when you think about how these are habits that you're going to want to kick to the curb while you're in school. You're going to work on, you're going to want to work on kicking these habits because if you're comparing yourself now while you're in school, it's only going to get worse when once you graduate. It's going to change, but it's going to become who's making how much money, who's doing what position. So think about it this way. This is a really good habit to work on kicking while you're in school. That way, once you're out of it, you don't want to bring those toxic habits and com- comparing yourself with you. Sometimes what's going to happen is your nervous system is going to make you feel like you're unsafe because in school, you're constantly being critiqued. It's going to make you feel like you have to look over to your neighbor to size up how they're doing. Just remember, like I said, you have that choice to stay unbothered and stay in your own lane. And it's time to stop playing it small. Like I said, stop giving it all to luck and instead own your greatness and the responsibilities that come with it. You can do it. You can be great time and time again. I believe in you guys. One last thing too is find your people. So I know school can be like a sea of people. Some are great to work with, some are not so much and they add to our feelings of insecurity. There are good people out there that won't judge if you're doing poorly. They won't make you feel insecure and they'll be a safe place that we all need to have when things get tough. So seek them out. And also, I think it kind of starts with being that person that you want to see because then you'll start attracting the right people by being that support and unity that you want to be. So reach out to people and say, hey, do you want to practice this thing together or study this thing together because I can't seem to get this right? Or say, hey, like my friend taught me this. If you're struggling with this, I can teach you too. That is how you find your people and kind of like emitting that helpful, supportive energy will help you attract the right people that are also looking for that energy. So yeah, anyways, that is what I have this week. I truly believe that once you're able to push past your boundaries and stop, you know, doing the things that feel comfortable and familiar, like really pushing yourself to see what will happen if you stop playing it small, amazing things are going to happen and you're going to stop limiting yourself and you're going to realize that things open up. Things are a lot easier than you thought that they would be. And you know what? Great things are coming your way. So I hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope you guys enjoyed Chief Complaints this week. And I'll see you guys on Tuesday for our main episode. If you guys like what you heard, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye!